Welcome to Porch Talk Sports Talk, all sports, no porch. I'm Eric. Ezra, Brock Rode Elementary, class of 06, valedictorian. We got a great one for you. Ezra's been having a hell of a day, and he's probably honestly got a lot more to do, so we're not going to waste a lot of time and just kind of get right into things today. First things first, probably one of the hottest topics of the football world, college football. Travis Hunter gets taken out within the first quarter of the Colorado-Colorado State game. Um, Dirty hit, late hit. I don't want to beat it to a drum. I think he probably should have been ejected. All these people who were like, need to lose scholarship, need to lose like the rest of the season. It's a little too extreme for my liking. I was going to say, at some point, we still do got to be realistic. Dirty hit has no place in the game. But niggas get smacked like that every week all over the country. We're not taking scholarships from niggas. Yeah, I was like, people were like, we're calling for it. Like, I mean, the kid's family was getting death threats. And I was like, listen, don't get me wrong. Like, I like Dion. I like Colorado. Like, it was clearly late. Like, he was going to send a message. But, like, we don't need to be, like, threatening this kid's family, looking up where they live. Like, that's that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I agree. I told the boys when we talked about it, like, at worst, he deserves to be jumped. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't deserve death threats. He doesn't deserve his address being leaked, his mom's address being leaked. He deserved to be jumped. But honestly, it's too far removed. Like, if we see you again, like if y'all are ever at Colorado at a party and we get the word, then yeah, we'll come take care of that. Or if we're at Colorado State for whatever reason, like we can get her on, but there's no need for death threats. There's no need for his address being leaked. There's no need for him to lose his scholarship. Do you think at this point it's too far removed from the game, like to just suspend him for a game? Like I think you just kind of let hope the media dies down and like it is yeah. what it is. It's Colorado State at the end of the day, so this was their media. It's not like they will ever. I don't even know where Colorado State is located. I don't. <laughs> I don't even know if Colorado State's local networks talk on Colorado State football. So. This is the most media attention they've probably ever got, and this is going to go away soon. Um, suspending him, I think it's too late. I think that was on the coach in the game to pull him, and the NCAA come down with a suspension Sunday at the latest Monday. At this point, it would be like reactive and not proactive, and only be doing it to please people. I think that shows a lot about, um, oh, excuse me, that coach, but I think we already had a feel for that coach after his comments. And then, because he should have never let it get to that point. And when it did, he should have pulled him out. So I think it says a lot about that. And I heard someone talking about it on the radio this morning. And they were saying, um, is the refs not ejecting him? Kind of like the NCAA's way of saying, like, fuck Dion in Colorado. Because, you know, like, Power 5 football has a lot of booster money. They've got a lot of history. They've got, like, the blue bloods of college football. Colorado was never one of them. And for them to now be getting all of this attention, some of them might even think unwarranted. They might be like, boys will be boys and like just turn their, turn the other way when some of this shit go on. Yeah, a couple things. Uh, I like. I heard Richard Sherman say this history. I'm pretty sure he said either coach or condone it, and I like that because I think that's what it comes down to. Either Because I yeah. think at the, it's too late, like you said. You can't suspend him. It's, it's way too reactionary at this point. Um, I do agree. I also think like people are giving like Colorado a hard time, but Dion didn't even start this one. Like it was coach Norvell with his comments about like glasses and stuff. Game was chippy. It was super sloppy. Um, yeah, I do wonder though, like 
what's going on with people hating Colorado? I think I heard someone say this best. It's like people like we have a lot of probably new people watching college football now because of Dion, how he's doing things, especially like power five wise. And oh, I think yeah. you're getting a lot of good, but it also seems like you're getting a lot of bad from that. Yeah. And then a lot of people don't like that. Like in their eyes with the portal, he stole a lot of like their talent. He told people to hop in the portal to come there. I think they said they went from like uh, 92 scholarship school to like having 10 kids on scholarship from the year before. So they got rid of like everybody, like everybody on Colorado hit the portal, um, except for yeah. 10 players. That white we safety, that white safety stayed, and he was like the only returning starter. He's a dog. So I don't think they necessarily love the way he went about doing things. So I think that plays a part. Yeah, but I think it's just what the new college football is like. You see down in Clemson, like Dabo was super against it. I mean, even Alabama right now, like these teams that were always big power fives with the portal, with NIL money, like the, the landscape has changed. And like, you can't just keep doing the same shit and just think because like you're Nick Saban or Dabo Sweeney, like good kids are going to come there. Like they don't, people aren't sitting on the bench for three years anymore. And then playing their senior year going to the NFL. Like it's just not what it is anymore. Especially now with like the access to media, the access to like more money. So the teams have more scouts than they ever did. Niggas know that, like, they can go play at Alabama or they can play at Alabama State. If you're good, a scout going to find you. And I feel like now we have more D1 AA or D1 FBS or fucking D2 players in the league than ever before. Because, like, if you're good enough, the scouts will find you. Yeah, no, there's... So, sitting, yeah, sitting at Alabama makes no sense. Um, as far as the coach that are condoning, I've never agreed more. And I was telling my homies the other day, when I was in – random quick story. When I was in Pee Wee football, we went – I didn't lose a game until I got to high school, by the way. Um, when I was – so I never knew how to lose. It was bad, actually. It was very bad for a child. Um, when I was in – I played travel. And I had a coach, Coach Rob. And he was a wild boy. If you could play, he was going to find you. He was at, like, every Pee Wee team, finding the best players out there. We had, like, 80 people on this travel team, and only, like, 30 of us played. Only like 30 of us played, but everybody paid to be on the team. We were undefeated, and we played all up and down from Maryland down to Virginia Beach, and we smacked niggas for four straight years. It was a very fun time. And then I got to middle school, and, like, that shit was easy. But I say that to say, when I when I started playing at five for his team, at six, he was like, hey, yo, if you make a good play, stand over him, flick him off. <laughs> I kid you not, from, I, from the time I was six – until ninth grade, biggest shit talker. That never changed. I'd cuss niggas out. I was making plays, flicking them off. I was flicking off the parents. And then I got to high school, and one of the defensive coordinators was like, fuck no, what are you doing? I do not condone that shit. And that made me think, you either coach it or you condone it. And we was, as kids, definitely coach that shit. Yeah, that's uh, that's actually wild that your fucking peewee coach was like five years old. Stand over him. Let him know that you're that guy. Oh, yeah, we were fucking dogs. Niggas hated playing us. And, like, that, I mean, he did that. Like, he was standing over Travis Hunter's dead body when he was raving in pain. And I was like, it's like, I understand what he was doing. It's a rivalry game. He's trying to make a play. He's trying to make a hit. Because, like, people are saying, like, we're going to hit Travis Hunter because he's going both ways. We're trying to, like, send a message. But, like, blatantly hit. I mean, what, lacerated liver is, like, out for three to four weeks. Like, yeah, not ideal. And that's the thing, like, 
if it was a regular play like his football, you smacked him, it happened. But the fact that it was dirty and late, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Did you watch the whole game? Because that went to overtime. It was incredible. Oh, yeah, I watched the whole thing. That shit was crazy. I was waiting for it to end so bad. Bro, that's the only good thing about being on Central Time. That hour back, it was only like one thirty. I was like, bro, if this was East Coast 2.30, I'd be like, I'm going to kill myself. Let's hurry this up. Yeah, I said, I said like, you can, we can never, never have a 10 p.m. start time for our teams out there again. 10 p.m., when I seen that shit, I was like, no way this starts at 10. Pac-12 after dark, man. Yeah, I hate that. I, that's why I'll never watch the Pac-12. Well, <laughs> yeah, I want to never. It's terrible. A um, couple thoughts on the game. I'll give some credit to Kamara from C- uh, Colorado State. was an absolute dog. If he could have just stayed healthy and didn't get ejected for that, like, Targeting call, knocking. Also, that wide receiver thing was like Horton. Oh yeah, Horton dude, absolute dog. They could not. Colorado could not stop a fucking shallow cross to save their lives. I agree. Horton is a monster. He'll play in the league. I don't think that Kamara will. The announcers were gassing him. His three years started with eighteen sacks. I think he had two on a night. But I think that goes to show you how bad this Colorado line really is. The better the talent gets, the more these players have been in, like, a real D1 program, the more you're going to see. And they're going up against people who have been playing for two, three years in D1 programs. So we're learning. Um, And then as far as those shallow crossers, the weakest part of their defense is their front seven. Their DBs can play. Their D-line and linebackers just can't get it cut like – they get ran over in the run game, and they're not fast enough in the pass game because they was getting toasted on those crossers. And I was like, yo, just switch to a zone. But even when they went to the zone, those linebackers are just not it. And I think that's what Dion has got to address next offseason in order to actually contend. He's got to bring in some linebackers in O and D-line. Yeah, they were just way too slow. I'm like, you're giving Horton like a running start. Like, you could even see when linebackers were going to pick him up. It's like he catches the ball and he's gone before you even get your feet going there. Yeah. My only, my last thoughts is this Colorado offense, I just don't understand why they're running so many wide receiver screens. It makes no sense to me. And also, I I don't get why they're running so much hurry up all the time. It reminds me of like, Chip Kelly's offense in college, but also with the Eagles, where you're like, oh, we're gonna keep the off like defense off their feet, which is cool. But if you're going three and out in like 50 seconds and your defense just put on like a 10, 15 play drive, that doesn't help anybody on the team. So I think sometimes like just slow it down a bit. I think that's the problem they're running into. I think kind of like the Chip Kelly days, those Pac 12 teams. I think he knew, like, when it came to, like, SEC, Big Ten, those teams are just bigger than them. So they had to be faster, and their pride was, like, slowing down those uh, D-lines, like, tiring them out. I think that's Colorado's plan as well. We'll leave the D-line on the field, go fast, tire them out so they can't sub out because they can't sub if we don't sub, and then we'll just keep running it. But like you said, if it's a three and out, it's a bad day for your defense. Yeah, I think they need to, like – I mean, you saw it when, when they were actually down and had to get points. Like, if you open up the field and let Shador just throw it instead of just going screen and quick game all the time, like, that man can – he can sling it, and, like, you're good to go. Oh, yeah. He can sling it, and there's ice in his veins. He can really ball. 
bro. I thought that punt when it was down at the two, I was like, that's it. Like, hey, good, good comeback, but like, there's no way they're driving 98 yards and they just fucking did the damn thing. Yeah, no, they really, that was a crazy drive. I'm interested to see how this, uh, these next two weeks, you got Oregon and then <laughs> USC, man. Mm-mm. That's going to be tough. And they've got to, they got to go to Oregon, right? Yeah, they go to Oregon and they have USC at home. That's tough, man. I think they will be more matched up against Oregon. I think Oregon, they've got a real chance. I haven't seen them play yet. I think they've got a real chance against Oregon. I think they play a similar type of ball where it's speed, speed, speed still. So I think they stand a chance there. USC is a different beast because even though USC is in the Pac-12, they still recruit like an SEC school. They got big O-linemen. They got big D-linemen, big linebackers, big, strong, fast. Those niggas are, like, bound to play in the league. So that's a different story than Oregon. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, hey, I would love to see Colorado going to run. I mean, I'm a USC fan, so I want USC to dominate them, obviously. But playing at Colorado, I mean, listen, only thing, I would say playing Colorado is hard, but we saw for most of that game, if you get the if you get a lead, that Colorado team, and those fans are fucking quiet. Yeah. Because they're not used to, I don't think they're used to going to games. Like, this is a very brand new thing to them. They don't know, like, it don't seem like they know what they're supposed to do at games. Because they were staring during the offense having the ball and shit. And I was like, hey, yo, like, y'all got quiet down. What's going on here? It was madness. They don't get it. Oh, shout out to Shiloh. We got to give Shiloh. Shiloh doesn't get a lot of talk because he's not as good as Shador. But that pick six was nice. And he was making some plays out there for them, for sure. Yeah. I agree. Pick six was nice. His post-game interview was gold because he's just funny in general. Good for him. Good for him. I like to see that he got a little shine because he hasn't really been getting as much, as at least as much as Shador, but Shador is obviously QB1, so it is what it is. Absolutely. Uh, we can talk Falcons. You guys pulled out a barely pulled out a win against Green Bay. Let me ask you something. I wasn't watching. I was kind of doing red zone, but I kept seeing this clip of Jordan Love falling over before the like he even snapped the ball. Was that like an important time in the game? That was. I think that was like fourth and like one. They were trying to do us offsides. And then they were trying to call us offsides so they can like close the game out, I want to say. And then fucking, I guess he said a word that was supposed to like tell the center to snap it because he was just going to take it right in the gap. And like he started moving after the word, but the center never snapped the ball. Oh, okay. That makes more sense because I was like, it looked like he tripped on his own feet, and I'm like, that's the toughest look for like. Well, he's not even a rookie, but like a rookie starting quarterback to like. That's how your game's going. It's like the same thing with that Bryce Young video where Miles Sanders is telling him to move over because he's not under the center. Oh yeah, that's bad. Um, Drake London had a good game though, which is, I mean, it's a tough look for my fantasy name, but I'm not gonna change it because I won this week. But I'm not gonna lie, he's still a bum. Um, my <laughs> crazy. I had 120 points on the bench. I've got the most well put together team in the league. It's just finding out who to play. Um, Drake London, I'm not even going to say it was good. I th- what do you have, like six for 66 and a touchdown? Yeah. The touchdown was like a three-yard curl fluke play. Mm. So it's, I don't. I wouldn't count on his production. Right? Riddler is just so bad. We've got to get him out of the man. Like... Watching the game, it's like we cannot do this every week. I know what's gonna happen. They're gonna beat Bijan to all hell. I mean, the best one of the best players we have is gonna be useless in like two to three years because they're just gonna run him into the ground because Riddler can't throw. 
it's it's evident it's bad the play the play calls are terrible i'm starting to wonder like who are some of these offensive coordinators in the league because it's bad is it not arthur smith calling the offense i don't know if it's arthur smith but if it is he's definitely got to go so you're telling me these Riddler being 19 for 32 for 237 and a touchdown and an interception? These are these are padded stats. He did not have. Yeah, a that's, like, that's fake. That shit was trash. The game was bad. His game was bad. To Bijan, the only shining light. I mean, actually, you're still getting 16 carries, which I wouldn't yeah. like. But Alzir solid. Bijan solid. Mac Collins. Mac is I. We need Pitts. We need to get Pitts involved. I don't know what they're I don't know what they're doing. They're sitting on like probably one of the top tight ends in the league and they don't know how to use them. It's like we had John Smith who got very involved, so we were using Pitts as a decoy all game. And I'm like, what the fuck are y'all doing? You don't pick a nigga at, at fourth overall in the draft to not use him. Two for fifteen. He did have five targets though. Yeah, but they were bad. Yeah, that, I I do not understand that, but I guess like if I'm Kyle Pitts, I'm like, all right, just don't use me, and I guess like I'll be really fresh when I go to a new team because I will not be on this team. I would demand a trade because one, I'm not going to risk getting injured on any given day when I'm not even being used and I know what I'm capable of, and then two, this is going to tank his value if he ever hits free agency because they're going to be like, you got all the skill in the world, but like you've never produced. I, I don't know how Arthur Smith is still a coach. It's because you guys are 2-0. This is the worst-case scenario for you guys right now. I know. And sadly, I think we're going to win this weekend, too. It's bad. The Lions? Yeah, I like the Lions. I think the Lions are good. I just think we – our run game is, like, top tier, and our defense is actually very good. So I think we'll I think we'll steal this one. I think we'll go 3-0. and God, that's just it's 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 literally your worst nightmare all I over again. I needed us to be getting our ass beat, sadly. That way you can get a real coach in there. Like I would love to. See, you have so many weapons. If you guys had a good coordinator and like someone who is like creative, like you know, get like a fucking just a Shanahan in there, like with all those weapons, the way he's doing stuff out in Forty ers or like McVay out in the Rams, like Kyle Pitts would be putting up monster numbers. Drake London would be traded away. You guys would probably still have Calvin Ridley. Like, who knows? I'm just thinking of, like, we could get some, like, bums in there and they would play better quarterback than this. I almost just want a gunslinger. At least then our boys would be productive. I don't know who to pick up. I'm trying to think. Yeah, that's the problem. There's nobody really to grab. Dude, let me run this idea by you heard the other day. What would you think if the Jets traded for Kirk Cousins this year? I seen somebody talking about that. Um... I wouldn't be mad at that. Kirk Cousins would probably get them to, like, the AFC Championship game. They've got weapons. They've got good running backs. They've got a great defense. They're in a better position to win than the Vikings. And Kirk Cousins is just enough to win a close game. So long as you keep it close, he can do the rest. I mean, he's having a good year. Like, the Eagles and uh, Vikings played on Thursday. The Eagles pulled that one out. Kirk had 340 or 364 that game. Yeah, I know. He can play, and the Jets got weapons. God damn. I would get it. I would go for Kirk. I just don't know what they would have to give up to get him. Matt Ryan was like, what, a third round pick you guys got? Conditional or something yeah. like that? But like Matt was at the very end and like trash. Kirk is still like good. 
would you give up a first or a second? It depends on how bad you want to win right now. I would give up a first. Only, I would give up a first if Aaron Rodgers can't come back this year. Yeah, I heard he's like the whatever he got like experimental uh, surgery. Like he was talking about he might come back for the playoffs, and I was like, so you're just you're maybe banking on that, and then you're hoping that fucking Zach Wilson for the time being this rest of the season. I mean, they got the Patriots, the Chiefs, Broncos, Eagles, Chargers, the Giants is whatever, Raiders, Bills. Like this is a tough schedule. Yeah. I would, I would go get Kirk Cousins. I almost wish the Falcons would go get Kirk Cousins as well because that's probably the easiest move to make. It really just comes down to what are you willing to give them. Maybe you give them a second in Zach Wilson. Mm. If you're the Vikings, like you're 0-2, do you, there's so many good quarterbacks coming out in this draft. You've got so many weapons there, or at least, I mean, well, no, I like Addison, and I like, I mean, obviously you like Jefferson, so. I'm like and Hawkinson just got a new deal. I, no, Hawkinson's a dog. I think they fucked up getting rid of Dalvin Cook or letting Dalvin Cook walk. Yeah. Like, I also see, fine. Uh, he's like regular. I seen earlier that Kareem Hunt is still a free agent. That's crazy. Yeah, and so we can talk about this because I mean we don't have to talk about the Eagles game like it was fine. I still have a lot of questions, and <laughs> but it is it, I don't have answers until the passing game gets better. But shout out to DeAndre Swift, fucking give him the ball. He actually does something. Um, Nick Chubb had a terrible injury last night, not ideal for them or the, anybody. The NFL like just not good. I didn't even watch. Um, I did I not either. I caught the replay. Yeah, I seen it. It was bad. I know uh, my boy Kevin was saying like it almost was like on the verge of dirty. I've seen other people talking about how that might have been a dirty hit. What I will say is this. I've been saying for a few years now, <clears throat> excuse me, that the NFL has had an issue and it's a big issue. And it goes down to like college football, high school, and not as much high school. It's mainly college in the NFL. It's hard to gauge when a play stops. And what I mean by that is, this has always been a bad problem. Um, there was a time where you weren't allowed to like line and push forward players. So allowing that, you never really know when a play stops. Because like the running back can be stopped in a hole and then his line and push him for another four yards, and they count that a lot of times, especially when it's near the first down or the goal line. Um, that I don't love. Um, running backs, when they can lay on somebody and get up or – they can be like stopped, which seems like stop, but churn a little bit, and then they still count some of that shit. To me, it's like, okay, whatever. To me, when it comes to that, that's a grayish area. And then forward progress is strange because sometimes they're like forward progress stopped. Sometimes you think forward progress stopped, but they don't seem to count it as that. So I think they ventured into a gray area and plays kind of like that one last night. Wouldn't happen if they cut down or cracked down on that some. I think the moment like you get stalled and your feet stop moving, the play's got to stop there. Yeah, I agree because like like you said, it's kind of arbitrary when they do and don't because there's a lot of times where it's piling up and it's like, oh, like forward progress will be technically maybe stopped or it looks like it and then they just let it keep going on and then sometimes they don't. And like I saw a lot of people saying, well, like he was getting pulled down, and it's like, well, I mean, my Fitzpatrick went to go like basically take his legs out to like chop him under, 
it was like there's no guarantee at that time that Nick Chubb was for sure going down. Like, who knows? Yeah, that's the problem. And like you don't know what's down. An elbow's down. A wrist, a wrist is down. A hand isn't. So if he puts his hand down, catches his balance, he can still keep going. We've got to. They got to tighten that up, or niggas gonna get hurt in ways like this because they're so worried about not letting them get those extra yards. They're willing to smack them when they are very vulnerable and can't protect themselves like that. People were uh, destroying Adam Schefter for like his tweet about it yesterday because he like let it off. I, I wish I could find it. I'm sure if I looked for it, I could. Where he was just like Nick Chubb, like tore like an ACL, MCL, blah blah blah. But he was talking about the injury he had in college, and he like was basically like referencing that was it was the same knee that it happened on. It's like, brother, you can't lead off a tweet <laughs> with all these different medical terms from something that happened yeah. in his college days, not right now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so that was pretty crazy. I don't know about you. I think I was more excited when we talked about the slate last week. And then, like, I don't know. I, the Eagles weren't on, so I'm not as excited on Sunday. And I was, like, watching a couple of games, and I just put on Red Zone because I was like, I'm not invested in anything right now nearly enough where I want to watch one singular game. Like, I'll just let Red Zone take over for me. I agree. Falcons-Packers was boring. Um, I didn't even finish the night games. I feel like they've re- – I don't know what they're considering prime this year, but the prime seemed all messed up anyway. So, like, I was excited for San Fran, Los Angeles, and like, but I was just like, all right, I'm on red zone because like I don't really care. Like, the New York Arizona game like was a blowout, and then New York came back, but like whatever. Dallas blowout, Washington, Denver. That was a crazy hell mary. I think there was pass interference on the two point, but it didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know about you. I didn't watch. I mean, we have so much stuff with the move and like getting groceries and shit yesterday. I did not watch any Monday Night Football, but I don't think I missed out on anything. Oh, me neither. I also do not think I missed out. I'm like, yo, I was in bed at like eight thirty. It's these these boring ass games is not worth my sleep. Yeah, honestly, that they definitely need to. We need to have real discussions about what we're doing for prime time and like Monday night, like doubleheader for Monday Night Football. Like, I don't think we need that. Like next week. So it's we have the Eagles in Tampa and then Los Angeles and Cincinnati. Why are we doing double headers of Monday Night Football? Fuck. Yeah, that's weird. I don't like that. I, I just put on one fucking game that I can like enjoy. Yeah, and make it a good one. I, what I think needs to happen, they need to utilize the flex more than they are, because realistically, you know what's going to be a good game at the beginning of the week, especially the farther the season goes. If the game is slated bad, this is all about. This is all about views and TV money. If it's a bad game, switch this out for something better. Who cares if it switches six to eight hours in a team's preparation? It's the fucking NFL. These are paid professionals. They should be able to adjust at a six to eight hour change with a 72 hour, 96 hour heads up. Like, I'm sick of watching bad games in prime when your best game sometimes is the four o'clock game. Like, what are we doing? So I'm assuming you're not excited for our Thursday matchup of the Giants at San Francisco. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> the Thursday ones I don't mind because like it's Thursday nights have been like terrible, it seems. Thursday, Thursday, I'm not looking forward to. I'm looking at the rest of the spread for this week. You got Tennessee at Cleveland, which Deshaun Watson still is not back to form, and people are viciously 
criticizing Deshaun Watson for like pushing a ref this past weekend also. Did he push the refs? Yeah, I think he was like jawing and like a ref trying to push like hold him back and like push him to the side. People I mean, people rightfully have issues with Deshaun Watson and they're just like anything we're gonna pick at that. I'm gonna be honest, like he need to find another happy ending spot. He gotta get his groove back. <laughs> this nigga has not been right since Shorty stopped jacking him off for the free. Uh um Sunday we got oh well, that's Sunday. Uh we also have Atlanta at Detroit. You think the you guys are gonna win that? I, I wanna see Detroit win this. Uh yeah. The Saints at the Packers, not a good game in my eyes. No, no, that's a terrible game. Two bad teams. Uh what do you think about the Broncos at Miami? Like what do we make of the Broncos? I, I don't know. I think they're tough. Um Miami looks good, man. Miami is solid, but like they're also bad. Um, Let's get back to your defense theory. Yeah, they're also bad. Also, shout out those Chargers for losing to the Titans. I literally told y'all last week that is a bad team. They play Minnesota this week. Will they beat Minnesota? Both of those teams might lose. <laughs> it's just a draw. We're gonna have so many <laughs> just ties this whole weekend. Also, uh, that's how you know the, the Dolphins aren't good. They went to the edge with the Chargers who couldn't beat the Titans. Bad teams do not get caught up. What do you think? So we have next one on the slate is uh, Patriots at new uh, the Jets. Do you think, like, I think the best way to describe the Patriots is, like, a tough, feisty team. Like, they're not going to win a lot of games, but they're a good team that's coached well that will stay in games. I agree. And I think their defense is going to get better as the year goes. And people are like, Matt can't do this, Matt can't do that. And I'm like, did y'all forget what Tom Brady was at the beginning of his career? Tom Brady was not good for like four or five years. That defense carried them. Yeah, so I was like, Bill Belichick can cook up a defense. He'll get that team humming. They'll start running the ball heavy. Um, I don't know how much of an asset Zeke actually is. So we'll have to see how long he sticks with that Zeke project. Uh, we got Buffalo at the Commanders. The Commanders are like probably, in my opinion, one of the worst two and O teams. It's just so fraudulent in my eyes. Oh yeah, the Commanders, the Bucks, the Falcons are going by. Like the whole NFC South is also like fraud. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think the Commanders are very, very lucky. Um, you said the Bills? They're playing the Bills. Josh Josh Allen has looked very mm-hmm. weird this season. They're gonna smack the Commanders. <laughs> it won't be close. I think that this could be a get-right game for them for sure. Oh, yeah. They're going to believe it. Raiders, but it, it didn't look good from what I was watching. Mm. Um, Houston at Jacksonville. I'm not excited for that game either. Yeah, the Jags should go crazy. Uh, Andy at Baltimore. What's going on with Anthony Richardson? Two weeks in a row he's got injured in the league. He's good. He should clear protocol, he should clear protocol tomorrow, and we'll have him right back out there. Long as he keeps getting my fantasy points, I'm good. But like, also he plays a crazy style of football. He plays football crazier than Cam Newton played, and Cam was like wild. Anthony Richardson is like Cam on steroids when it comes to like just running into contact. I was gonna say, I feel like Shane Steichen as the head coach, like he he was Eagles OC last year, like with Jalen Hurts. You gotta rein that in, dude. Like I know Anthony Richardson tested off the charts as like a freak athlete. But this is not college anymore where you're running over like some like guy who just like somehow played decent in high school and got a D1 scholarship like in some random like not power five team on a Saturday. Like these are grown ass men. You cannot take these hits all the time. Yeah. Look at Lamar. 
who you're playing. And he's not even as big, but come on. Yeah, he's going to get beat up. Uh, Panthers at Seattle, not looking forward. Again, not a, I'm not looking forward to this either. Like Bryce Young, he's fine. Geno Smith is fine. And then the next one is the Bears at Kansas City. Don't want to see that one. Justin Fields is getting – oh, Justin Fields is catching a lot of slander also. For he's trash. <laughs> I've been saying this for too long. Niggas did not want to believe it. I've said since the moment I've seen him at Ohio State, he is not good. The best Ohio State quarterback that I didn't see was Dwayne Haskin, rest in peace, and he was not that good. He just threw the ball the best. So he was going to top out at less than Dwayne Haskin which was not much to begin with. So I was like, come on. If I'm being honest, Justin Fields need to be a receiver in the next year or two if he want to stay in the league. He need to go play slot for somebody because he is not going to play quarterback. Um, I, I will defend him a little bit. I saw a couple of clips where I don't know what the fuck the Bears offense is doing, but when you have guys running the same exact routes, like a yard or two apart and stopping in the same spot, like on curls or like breakers, like, you're not doing your quarterback any fucking favors. No, they're not. They're also not running him in a lot. From what I saw, like, end of last year, they had, like, a good amount of design runs, like, which is why he was good at the end of last year. None of that this year. I don't – you got to use him because he said he's just not – he's not passing it well. So, like, get him in space and let him just break tackles. Yeah, literally, that's what it's going to have to be. Chiefs still look weird also. Like, I don't – that offense still needs to figure some shit out. They need a wide receiver. Like, Kadarius Tony not great, and Travis Kelsey cannot be all of it all the time. Like, get Mahomes someone who can catch. And he's going to need fucking – oh, not he. Burrow looks bad too. Like, it's, it's a bad year for the NFL so far. Uh, Pittsburgh at Las Vegas, not interested in that game. Kenny Pickett does not look good this year, and Najee Harris is bad. I He is not getting a contract. Oh, yeah, he can. <laughs> It's a shame, but like, yeah. And then Monday night we got the Eagles at Tampa. I'm, I'm, I don't think like the passing offices look good, but they've gone against Bill Belichick, Brian Flores, and then Todd Bowles. Like these are good defensive coordinators. They're going. He this team is going to be going against. So yeah, we'll see what happens. But the passing offense needs to get work. I think if I'm going to bet anything, I'm thinking AJ Brown's going to have a good game because he was not getting the ball and was not happy about it at the end of last game. Yeah, that's true. And then um, rounding it out for our doubleheader on Monday, Rams at Cincinnati. Joe Burrow clearly having calf issues. They probably should have just sat him the first couple of weeks to let him get healthy because he's not going to get healthier in the season. Yeah, I think that was a big mistake. Um, I also think they're going to have a down year as well. They don't have a running back. I like Joe Mixon. He can catch. He can't run the thing no more like he used to. He really fell off like the last two years. So it's going to be a lot of passing. They're probably going to pass 40, 50 times a game, man. That's just not sustainable in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, Jamar Chase has not been putting up good numbers. Like, I think the first touchdown they had in the season was like a late second or third quarter to T. Higgins. Like, that's not good for your offense. Sheesh, yeah. Uh, anything else before we wrap this thing up? Because you clearly got some stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, they're going crazy. I'm just saying, I'm going I'm to put money on Colorado pulling the upset at Oregon. Um, actually, I didn't even see what they're ranked now, if they got moved up or not after their win. They might have gone down. Um, I'm going to put money on Colorado winning at Oregon. And, yeah, I'm going to just rock out and see how that goes. Are you going to take the money line or are you going to take them with the spread? Because I think the spread was probably like plus 19 and a half. I'm going to take the money line. Where is Colorado? Colorado's 19. They went down one. Damn, they did this dirt. 
All right. Uh, let's wrap this thing up. Oh, how's your betting going real quick? I actually did pretty decent this way. I did really good on a bunch of props for the Eagles, and then I made enough between little Colorado stuff and some stuff on Sunday. I didn't uh, I didn't bet at all this past weekend, so mm. I was just too busy. But don't worry, I'm going to cook something up. <laughs> all right. I'm going to wrap this thing up. Thank you for listening. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Porch Talk, Now, A, Lister, and Apple Podcasters. We're on Spotify. Share the podcast with a friend. Greatly appreciate you listening. Back next week. Peace.